Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Food Biz Whiz. Today, I'm talking about finding gratitude and the concept of sharing in our businesses and for the natural products community. And I want you to stick with me, even if you're rolling your eyes a little bit. Now, this show is being released on Thursday, November 26th, which means that it's Thanksgiving, or should I say Indigenous People's Day here in the United States. I wanted to proceed with publishing an episode this week regardless, knowing that we've got an international audience for this podcast, and that our holidays are looking a little bit different this year. I think there's a pretty good chance that most folks will have time to sneak in a listen, even if you're still moving forward with cooking turkey and pumpkin pie this week. So without further ado, this episode builds on the theme of gratitude, and I'm sharing three things that I'm grateful for that you might look into considering for your own business. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. I'm going to tell you a secret from my time as a grocery buyer. Buyers will only bring in your product line if they trust that you are going to bring high sales to your category. They don't care whether your product is the most delicious ever or made with local ingredients. They care about whether or not it's going to sell. How can you prove this to those buyers? With data. And that is why I love WeStock, and I wish it had been around when I was in my buyer role. WeStock has modernized the classic product request form, and it collects your fans and followers' enthusiasm into real data that you can use in your wholesale pitch. Buyers rely on numbers, and you can give them just that by collecting it with WeStock. Check them out at WeStock.io or find them in my show notes and use promo code FOODBIZWIZ for 25% off your first year. Okay, my whizzes, thank you for not turning off this episode when I mentioned it was about gratitude and sharing. I know that it can feel a little bit cheesy, but I appreciate your trusting in me and continuing to tune in. So let's get to it. In today's show, I want to talk about three things that I'm grateful for in my business, and I'm sharing how you might apply them to your own business journey as well. The three things that I want to talk about today are all things that have helped me build my business. They are our food biz whiz and retail ready communities, my business coach, and the act of setting a key theme for the year back in early 2020. I hope that as I explain them, I can inspire you to find a version of each of these for your food or beverage business. The first thing that I want to talk about is the food biz whiz and the retail ready community. That's you guys. You know that I am a numbers lady. So here are some stats. We average about 5,000 downloads per month on this podcast. We've got about 1,500 food biz founders in our private Facebook group, and we've had about 500 brands take Retail Ready, my online course for food and beverage brands who are looking to increase their wholesale accounts and sales velocity. You guys, these numbers, I'm just going to say it, these numbers blow my mind (laughs) And I'm really proud to share them with you. 
I had no idea that when I started my podcast or my Facebook group about 15 months ago, that our community would grow to be this large. I had no idea that when I started Retail Ready five years ago, after years of doing one-on-one consulting work, that I'd ever get to the point of being able to say that I've supported 500 brands through that program. I bring this up for a few reasons, but the biggest one is the power of finding your audience who begs for your product. I want you to think about this for your own brand. So we talk about this a lot in Retail retail Ready, the idea that you have to figure out who is buying your product, who is head over heels in love with your product and why that is. Until you're super clear on that emotional connection that you, that your consumers make with your brand, you will always be speaking too broadly and your efforts will fall flat. So personally, here's how it played out in my own business. I'm happy to share this with you. So when I first left my role as head of grocery at Byright Market Divisadero, in 2014, to start my consulting business, I worked both with brand founders, so you guys, and then also with retail stores across the country. I helped you guys through one-on-one consulting, assisting with wholesale strategy, and figuring out how to build sustainable businesses. At the same time, I worked with grocery stores to help them train their buying teams, educating them on the importance of category reviews, inventory management, ordering and receiving systems, thoughtful merchandising, and more. I mean, it felt like a win-win for me as I saw what was going on in retail accounts across the country, and I could really use that information to further assist my one-on-one clients. There was one small problem with this model, and I'm sure that some of you have struggled with this too. I had two very, very distinct audiences, and in hindsight, (laughs) I didn't speak to either of them well enough. My marketing materials, again, in hindsight, were confusing. If you were a CPG brand and stumbled on my website and you happened to click on the page for retail store owners, you might be confused. Retail store owners frankly didn't care that I worked with CPG brands. So when, say, I did um, a Facebook Live on co-packing, for example, it didn't gain traction. I realized that I was confusing my audience and a confused audience does not buy. A few years into my consulting business, I dropped my retail clients and I went all in with you guys. While I'm so grateful for the time that I had worked with wholesale accounts across the US, and I feel so confident guiding brands on how retail accounts select products and work with vendors as a result of that experience, I'm really happy that I had that wake-up call to narrow down my own target audience and focus on the channel that I love the most, the brand side. Once I did that, it was like a weight had been lifted off me and everything fell into place. Okay, so let me let me actually recap that because I went went on a bit of a tangent there with you guys. So my business has succeeded because I put a stake in the ground and I got super, super clear on who my content is for and what it does for you. It is for food and beverage brands who realize that wholesale accounts are crucial to growing your sustainable business. I provide educational content that trains you on how to navigate the complicated world of retail so that you feel confident and prepared as you grow the side of your business, right? Super, super clear to me. 
I want you to do the same. Get crystal clear on who you're speaking to and why they love your product line. Again, once you do this, every single business decision that you make will become easier. Promise. So it's the number one thing that I'm feeling really grateful for in 2020, my my food biz whiz and my retail ready community. It is such an honor to spend time with you and to share tools that help you grow your business, including this podcast. So speaking of sharing, I'm going to come on out and ask you for a favor in return as we're in this gratitude and sharing mindset. Will you pause right now? grab a screenshot of this episode or perhaps a favorite past episode, or you could snap a selfie as you're listening and share it in social media right now, tagging me. So I'm sure you've all seen that post going around about all the free ways that you can support a small business this season and sharing on social media seems to be at the top of the list. If you have found value in the Food Biz Wiz podcast, you can pay it forward by sharing and tagging me to help me continue to grow this audience. If you do, I'll share your post right back in my stories, giving your biz a shout out as well. So thank you for continuing to support me as I am hustling right alongside you. Okay, so next up, the second thing on my list that I'm grateful for right now is my business coach and the community of fellow digital course creators that I have made in my year-long group coaching program. So I'm not going to go into too much detail on this program as it is specifically for digital course creators, and it's not open to business owners who aren't course creators. So that generally isn't you guys, right? But the long story short is that it was a year long commitment. I'm still in it. It was, is a crazy amount of money that I was very, very nervous about spending, And it's a community of business owners who are all focused on the very same thing that I am, creating a digital course experience that provides over-the-top education and experience, a supportive, inclusive community, and most importantly, consistent results for our students. So I had high expectations for this business coach, and I got everything that I was promised. I mean, little did I know that I would also get personalized feedback on my business. I got a network of peers who have now turned into close friends. I got support around challenges that I didn't even know I had in my business. And this community has pushed me to set bigger goals for myself, to critique the content and make retail ready infinitely more valuable to work on my role in dismantling systemic racism in the natural products industry and support me as I've had hiccups through 2020 because I mean, man, what a year it's been, right? So I bring this up because I want you to find your community and the resources to strategically move forward with your business. So this is not going to turn into a sales pitch for Retail Ready, but know that you always have that option if you are ready to supercharge your retail sales by finally putting a strategy in place. I bring it up instead because there's something that my coach said to me when I first started working with her, which you may have heard me talk about in a previous podcast, but it's worth repeating again. So she told me, what got me here won't get me there. And she encouraged me to invest in my own business, even when business was going well. What had gotten me to year five of my consulting business was awesome, 
but I was tapped out on the skills that I had acquired through free resources, online trainings, podcasts, and conferences. It was time for me to invest, not just time, but with money (laughs) into building my business. So I had all the doubts here, right? I had all the doubts here and all the reasons not to do this. Like, would I have time to fully take advantage of a year-long group program? I was so, so busy. How was I going to squeeze it in, right? Would I have the money to pay for a year of coaching? Would it work for me because my business is different than the other entrepreneurs in the program? The food industry is unique. You guys know this. How could she guarantee that it would work for my business? Like, would I regret signing up? Could she really teach me new things despite my already knowing my business inside and out? Well, the answer was a a resounding yes. And I am so, so grateful for taking this leap in 2020. I worked with her in 2019 as well. And then I reinvested in an even more rigorous program for 2020. And gosh, it has made all the difference. So again, I I want this for you guys. I'm sharing this because I want you to have the same experience. I want you to know that your business is going to grow exponentially when you invest in yourself. I know, I know that Retail Ready does this for my students. So if you have been listening to this podcast this season and you've gotten value out of my episodes and you enjoy my teaching style, I know it. You're going to love Retail Ready, where you actually get to ask me your follow-up questions, you get to work through your specific business challenges, and you get to connect with me on coaching calls. Just like I said, I wish I had found my business coach years and years ago. My Retail Ready students say the same thing. They wish that they had found me sooner. So again, I promise that this is not going to turn into a sales pitch, so I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to link to our course outline for Retail Ready in the show notes so you can check it out if you have interest. But let's let's keep moving along, okay? I promise you that. So finally, 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 the very last thing that I am grateful for this year is that I set a theme for 2020 way back in January, and it has guided me throughout this rocky year of ups and downs. So you wanna know what that theme is? It was focus. So I'm not really one for New Year's resolutions. And I'm much, I'm much more drawn to this idea of setting an intention for the year ahead. So my theme for 2018 was consistency. So two years ago, 2018 was consistency. For 2019, it was generosity. And for 2020, it was focus. So now that I say it out loud, actually, (laughs) it's similar to 2018's theme of consistency, consistency, but with a slight twist. But gosh, I mean, what, what a blessing it was to have chosen focus as my theme back then in January, not knowing what was going to go down with the year ahead. So before I expand on this, I want you to think about what your theme might be for 2021. Now, if I just asked you this and your mind started flipping out a bit, (laughs) giving me all the excuses on how you can't possibly pick a theme when everything's so up in the air and that you can't possibly know what you'll need to focus on in 2021, hear me out. So we pick a theme for that exact reason. 
we don't know what the year ahead is going to bring to us. I mean, I think 2020 taught us that. So what guiding principle or what guiding value might you put in place that helps you filter things that come up? So for me, focus was key to building my business this year. The theme of focus allowed me to double down on my commitment to retail ready. It allowed me to understand what I should say yes to in 2020. And even more importantly, what I should say no to in 2020. So for example, knowing that my year's theme was focus made it really easy for me to turn down a seemingly incredible opportunity to co-create another course with a very well-known food industry platform. So while I was super flattered to be asked, I turned back to my theme of focus and I saw that it was a distraction from my main goal of giving 100% to retail ready this year. When I get, when I got distracted by the news cycle or the changing COVID regulations or the drama of will I or won't I be able to go on vacation in 2020, I turned back to my theme. Now, I can't say that I was successful in keeping my focus on being focused throughout the entire year at every moment. I mean, some things came up that absolutely pulled my attention in other directions, but it was a North Star that kept guiding me back to my one main goal, retail ready. So again, I want to know, what will your theme be for 2021? I mean, don't worry, you still have a month to figure it out. But once you do, let me know. I would love to hear what you are committing to. I'm still figuring out my own theme for the year ahead. It might be focus again. I'm going to admit that here. And so I'd be open to any suggestions or inspiration that you have. So please reach out to me and share your brainstorms with me. Okay, my whizzes. So those are my three things that I am super grateful for in 2020. My food biz whiz and my retail ready community, you guys, right? My business coach convincing me to take the leap and reinvest in my business despite things going well already. And for my foresight to set the theme of focus for 2020. As I mentioned, I would also be grateful for you to share this episode with your social media channels. I am most active on Instagram. I'll admit that I'm at it's Ally ball, and I would love to give you and your business a shout out right back when you tag me in your posts. So as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and spending time with me. If you are celebrating the holiday this week, I hope it's a good one and filled with lots of delicious food. And if you're taking it easy, enjoy the week and I'll see you right back here next Thursday for a really fun episode that is all about marketing to vegans. Yep, that's right. How to speak to that powerful yet potentially picky audience. Okay, my whizzes, have a good one and stay busy. You hear it from your customers every day. I love your product. I wish this was sold near me. When are you going to be carried at my favorite local store? It is time to capture those customer interactions 
and put them to work for your brand. WeStock streamlines the product request process and helps get your brand on retail shelves faster by collecting data that is essential for your wholesale pitch. And you have heard me say it enough times by now to know that buyers love data. A pitch that is backed by data is always going to capture that buyer's attention faster than a pitch without it. Learn more about how you can use your fans' product request to perfect your pitch at westock.io or linked in my show notes. And don't forget to use promo code FOODBIZWIZ for 25% off your first year. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z dot com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.